Here we go, episode 7 of the Hibs Ramble, coming to you from, well, 50% of it coming to you from a Premier Inn, just off of one of England's busiest roads. It's myself, Craig, and again I'm joined by the one, the only, the McCurdy Patcher himself, Liam McLennan. What's happening, mate? I'm alright, mate, you? Yeah, I'm good, mate, I'm good. Uh, I'm not in a Premier Inn, I'm in my house. I finally had a, an LNER journey that went stress-free. I bet you their social media team are delighted about that. Yep, absolutely <laughs> delighted. That it's, well, Craig, uh, Craig is a he's he's a, a a social media man. When something doesn't go his way, he's uh, atting them on on Twitter, telling them f- what the script is. To be fair, the situation that happened the last time it was more than warranted. I'll tell you that. Anyone nah, who, that was a joke the last time. To be honest, for you. Anyone who reads the group chat uh, back to the weekend of the 8th to the 12th of July can attest to that because it was an absolute disaster. Um, but anyway, we're here. We're giving you some bonus content because we're recording twice in three days. Which isn't like us. However, we are committed to providing top tier <laughs> Hibernian fan-led content without any caveats. Well, no caveats. No, no caveats this week whatsoever. Um, I've been picked up for my use of the word caveat, so <laughs> we'll try and rein that in a wee bit. Right, so we'll start by talking about yesterday's victory, 1-0 over Cumberland at Easter Road. Um, obviously, the, the wheelings and dealings in the transfer window on Friday night, Thursday night, sorry, that we've, that we've already covered, um, there was that sort of will he, won't he scenario with McCurdy with the deal being approved, the deal not being approved by FIFA, UEFA, SFA, fucking whoever else needed to be, whoever else needed to be involved. So he was named on the bench, two changes, uh, Nohan Kenna and Ewan Henderson came back in, dropping out was Jake Doyle-Hayes and obviously Christian Doyle because he's away to yesterday's opponents. Callum seemed to suggest that the team was going to be a diamond, yeah. Um, I mean, for what I've seen at Easter Road, like in the team of because I'm higher up, it certainly didn't look like a, a diamond. It looked more like a 4 1 4 1. It's difficult to tell from where I'm sitting, to be honest, because I'm quite low, so mm-hmm. it's quite difficult to really say. Um, from where from where I sit, you can just really tell that who's playing left back and right back. But um, no, Callum did reckon that it was a diamond. I think when the team came out, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a diamond as well because those players would have fitted in, into that. But then you think, where's the width coming from if you're playing a diamond with those players? Yeah. No, I agree. It's based on the, the lineup. That, do you think that was the strongest lineup based on all available personnel? Um. To be honest, aye, aye, probably. Um. I think so. I quite like Jake Doyle Hayes, but I prefer Campbell, Kenny, and Newell to him. But I think for me, with everyone that's available at the moment, I was well. I was certainly happy to see that to see that starting. Do you think it was the best that we could have had? I would say so. I mean, Johnson's, uh, sorry, Patrick McParland said in his article the other day that we sort of covered on Friday as well that. He doesn't want to play Henderson. Eh, sorry, he doesn't want to play Campbell, Jake Doyle, Hayes, and Newell together. Mm-hmm. 
it looks as if Campbell and Newell are the preferred two, given that we never, you know, that was one area of the park that we never strengthened at all in the yeah. summer. Uh, because Ken is never going to be a centre, centre mid, if you know what I mean. He'll always have he's that attackers. Yeah, he's always going to have attackers in front of him, regardless of what formation we play. Like I said, I only spotted it when Kilmarnock went to take a goal kick and Boyle drifted back out to the right. Henderson was on the left. And then Kenneth slotted between the two banks of four. Mm-hmm. So whether that's just something that comes across as defending goal kicks, it remains to be seen. But I thought we started, I mean, onto the game, I thought we started really well. Yeah, I thought uh, so. Early, I mean, the first 10 minutes, because obviously Ash Taylor got sent off in the 11th minute. But I thought in that opening 10, I'm sure I put in the group chat that we started well. That yeah, it felt, it we did have like a we couple of on, chances. It felt like we were on the front foot. I believe Henderson's... Oh, I could be talking... Hen- Hendel's one was after... Was Henderson one after the goal? But um, Eli Yuan's one, where he forced the goal in a really good save, down low to goalies left. Yeah. He, kind of, he kind of stops on it, turns and and fires it. I honestly thought that yesterday would have been the, the day that Eli Yuan got his first goal, but he... Uh, it was. I mean, it was a really good effort there. I mean, there was four... A brilliant save. There was just going through them. There was five efforts in the first twelve minutes. In the first eight minutes, sorry. Mm-hmm. So that gives you an idea of how sort of front-footed we actually were. Yeah, I think Henderson's yeah. one of Henderson had one that went just just went off target, but we had you know. Th- Two out of the five on target the first eight minutes really set her and showed her intent. And then mm-hmm. the the sending off, I listened to Derek McInnes on the way home for the game yesterday, and he says that he had no complaints with a red card whatsoever. I, I, don't, con- I don't think you could have complaints. No, I was a bit confused with it because I didn't seem to see anybody going off. Ah, well, I've I seen, seen them coming off. I've seen them pull the tunnel. Oh, it took, it took never, a while. It yeah, took a while to go. But it's that sort of Porteous Boyle link up again. I mean the ball that Porteous plays in is superb. It's superb. It's it gives I mean from where I am as well, I'm in a perfect position to see it because I see it right behind Porteous when he plays it. So the ball goes out and comes right back in with the bend on it. Did um, you see did you see the pass before Porteous did? I did. I did I seen <laughs> I seen the run. I seen the run as well. <laughs> um, it was a horror I, challenge, though. Eh? It really was. I thought I it was mean, a penalty. I thought it was a penalty initially because it looked from where I, I mean, I stood up and I went, "It's a fucking penalty. It's a penalty." And then I, I really wasn't surprised to see the red card come out because, I mean, Boyle takes another couple of touches and he's putting that into the bottom corner. No problem. Yeah. It's weird uh, though because. He's been sent off because it was outside the box, but if he was inside the box, it would have been, been a yellow. Dead. Yeah, that weird double. It's the same. It's the same offence though. Double I don't get that. I know. I know. But anyway, the free kick. There was, I think, it was Campbell, Newell, and Porteous that were standing over it. I thought Porteous was going to look to. It looked like he was going to take it. Eh? To wrap it round the wall, he leaves it. Joe Newell just kind of puts. I think it was Boyle and Yuan that were in the wall. 
sort of move out the road that the, the keeper saves it and then it just comes back to new and I think first time puts it away right in the bottom corner and that's I've been so critical of Joe Newell over and over and over again so many times but when he gets himself in those forward areas and you know he's got a deep, he's got a very good left peg on him and yeah he done well to I mean he found the bottom corner keeper really never never had any chance but maybe you know those are the breaks that you need in a game you know the free kick gets saved that ricochets back to him and he's able to take it first time nine times out of ten that catches a defender's swinging leg and gets put out for a throw-in so it's nice to be on the side uh, wee bits of luck like that for a change yeah no for sure um I think well Joe Newell actually said in his post-match press conference that um his post-match press conference his interview with Adam after the game that he was he wanted to add more goals to his game and he he knows that sometimes when he's got the ball in those attacking positions and he passes and he hinks off oh, for fuck's sake I should have shot. So he obviously has it in his locker because that's not the first good goal like first half decent strike that he's he doesn't score tappings, Joe Neal. Yeah. So I don't know why he doesn't shoot me often. Um that one after but, it was even was just frustrating though when you'd think that Ah, exactly. Given I think the, that's exactly what he was talking about. It was that that yeah. moment, and he thought, "Why, why have I passed that there?" Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of ingrained in him now that he doesn't shoot. But if he just kind of let loose and had a had another pop once in a while, he could get into you know five, six, seven goals by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that having Kenneth behind him helps. Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah, because because he's playing where. Newell used to have to play. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not the greatest on the ball. His use of the ball isn't as good as what you'd expect as somebody who's as highly rated coming for Leeds Academy as what he is. However, the defensive work he does is top notch, and I His think ball it, recoveries are really good. Yep, and I think it gives Newell that confidence that he doesn't like he said in his interview. He gets attracted to the ball. He comes too deep. He feels like he has to chase everywhere. Kenny gives yeah. him that security that he doesn't need to be getting so drawn towards the ball at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we've discussed Henderson's Henderson's sitter. I mean, there's there's really too many chances for us to go through one by one. We had 25 shots at goal yesterday, and I mean, a lot of people complaining about it. A lot. Of, I don't know if you heard it as well as I did, but the the groans around Easter Road yesterday at times were. I heard the groans. I think that for me there was never a point in the game where I thought we were uncomfortable. No. I felt that even at one nil. I don't think we were really trying to grind the result out. We kept going and we kept playing. It's no like it was a Jack Ross side who went 1-0 up and sat back Shut up, and shop, yeah. tried to defend the lead. It was an attacking performance and it's an, it's a cliche of the highest order, but it's one of them. It's like on another day that could be five or six and it could have easily been five or six. We had, we had so many really, really good chances and I think it's coming back to that again when when we click and it seems like we're really really close when we click and properly click some poor bastard is getting a fucking doing yep 
Yeah, I do think that. And um, we seem a lot more defensively solid. To I be thought able, we were, to be able we're to brilliant defensively. I mean, Portis has had his, his sort of detractors so far this season. Um, but he but done Portis well. played really well yesterday, especially on the ball. I thought, and then people, but there's people around me moaning it, moaning at that. Oh, why is he, why is he on the ball? Why is he on the ball? Because he's good on the ball. And then Hanlon was, I mean, I've been a critic of Hanlon in the past, and he's by no means my favourite Hibs player that's ever played for Hibs. But he was fantastic yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he always struggles with the taller, maybe more bulky centre forwards. I mean, all the shows know. Akin Femma by any means, but he's you know he's a big gangly rangy fairly, just like what Lafferty is. Yeah. And I felt that you know it's easy enough for teams to put them on Paul as the as a as a maybe you know targeting him for a perceived weakness. But he's on the he's reading of the games incredible. There was a point in this, the first half where Porteous was kind of caught further forward, and the left the Kelly left winger was. There was a chance, and Hanlon nailed it across, and it would have been right in front of you. Not only mm-hmm. won the ball, uh, sorry, he didn't concede a foul to start by. He won the ball, he kept the ball in, and he was able to start an attack again. So defensively, even when Lewis Stevenson came on, I there was a just Louis to stop there. There was a there was solid. a spot. There was a spot in the second half where I think the ball was. He was he was maybe challenging someone at the. At, um, at our at our goal, and he kind of knocked it past him, stopped it from going out for a goal kick, and played a beautiful ball on the line for Stevenson, who I think skipped his man and ran along the wing, and it was like rolling back the years. It was yeah. like watching Hibs of 2008. It was spectacular. Well, they would have both been. Paul would have been left back in 2008. Oh well, well and Louis would have been centre mid, so <laughs> maybe swapped. <laughs> Hib Cyclopedia knowledge that. Yeah, I to be fair. But so sorry for anyone listening. If there's any historians listening. I do think there was there was that point in the game where McCurdy came on for Henderson. I think Henderson needs a a period maybe out of the team. He definitely seems to be struggling. I know uh, Jamie McAllister came out after the game yesterday and said that him and Josh Campbell were feeling unwell. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's you know partly behind the decisions why they both got taken off so early, but that's I mean that's two games two home games in a row where Henderson's been taken off. Relative, obviously this one's later than the Rangers game, but yeah, he's based on you know what we've seen of him in the League Cup. We were kind of convinced that if he you know he can hit the ground running, he'll be a big player for us this season. But he's not. He's not really no. hit that level. I still don't think there's. I don't even know if there's a place for him in a Lee Johnson team based on how we want to play. Yeah, and you just wonder if it's him that's pulled the trigger on getting him in. Was it always agreed that he was going to be... Yeah, so it was a loan. Uh, it was a loan, but he had a pre-contract. Right. So, well, I mean, um, Lee Johnson gives him a game. He plays him and stuff, so... He's played him most weeks. But I'm... I mean, I'm I'm far from criticising, but I've I'm no really been impressed by what Henderson's offered in the league. And McCurdy came on; he got a great reception. As so, all new players, especially when their subs do get um, 
there was that period where he first came out and I sat and watched you the whole time wave towards him through the celebration and I, I was just absolutely dinged you. I was starstruck. I was actually I was actually sitting next to my dad and my pal Mark and I was saying this is what he does for a celebration. And um, no, you were you were, I, I heard you. You were like um, you heard me. Yeah, I keep saying Sean McCurdy. You keep see, you said it last time as well, Sean McCurdy. I know Harry McCurdy. Um, I don't know why I keep saying that. Actually, a fun fact: my pal Mark, who I was at the game with, goes to Sean McCurdy's gym. No, oh, does he? Do you know what yeah. I think it is? I worked with somebody called Sean and his surname really sounds it's similar to McCurdy. That's your, your interesting That maybe what you're thinking back. of. Yeah. But he came on and there was so many times in the second half he found himself in acres and acres and acres of space. But Porches didn't seem to want to play that diagonal yeah. that he I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what it was and I don't know if it's a case of Hannah McCurdy this didn't they ken their names and they could they shout? Well, he was waving. Or, like he, pulled, he, just, he just had his hand in the air waving. Yeah, I seen that. Or if he's fucking bammed them up so badly in his first day of training that none of them like him. <laughs> it's maybe that. It's maybe the latter. He's yeah. maybe scored a goal in training and pulled at the arrow celebration, and everyone's like, "Who's this cunt?" <laughs> There's a good chance it has been that. But I mean, it was a, it was as comfortable a one 0 as you're gonna get. Just, here, uh, just going back to McCurdy, what did you think of him? What did you think of his performance? I thought he looked lively. I like. He, I really. I, I don't know if off the left is his best position, like, but he looks like I he, he was really good. He looks like he'll get into some some good areas. He found himself in good pockets of space, like I said at times in the second half, and he just didn't get the ball for one reason or another. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd, he came on at 50 minutes and I made a comment to Emma at about 59. I was like, he's been on the park for almost 10 minutes and I don't think he's touched the ball. Yeah, I, I felt exactly the same. Although I think he, he got a couple of good touches in the box. I think he had one touch in the box and he, he, he could have got a shot away and didn't. And then he had the header, which I thought was really good. It was a really good yeah. chance. And he did and so well to kind of... Well. Yeah, he, tried, he, like, he darted inside to get the header away. Mm-hmm. which I thought was really good movement and then the one that was blocked and then the one right at the very end when he kind of stepped on the ball I think that was that would have been the best chance because if he'd have let it just roll right past him then mm-hmm. he could have fired it in but I think he's probably seen his name in lights and thought here we go debut goal the arrow's coming out Aye. and um, he's, he's maybe just kind of flapped it a wee bit there's, there's definitely definitely someone to be very very excited about in uh, Harry McCurdy, and I'm really looking forward to not only him playing for the rest of the season, but just seeing that fucking celebration, man. I say that about Chef Kikuchi. When we signed him, I was buzzing to see the flying fin. We never got to see it. But hopefully, we'll be able to see we'll be able to see Harry McCurdy's celebration. We need to think of a name of it for him, or we need to get in touch with him and ask him what the name of the celebration is. Haraz Aras. You probably know even came what you're talking about. Hazaz Aras. As is Aras. I don't know. That's pish. That's pretty rubbish. Like, if, you, if you, if anyone listens, got any better suggestions, please get in touch and, and tell us your suggestions. And what to call Harry McCurdy's celebration? Yeah, we're still, we're still trying to come up with a, a tune for Kukarevich. That's oh, aye, yeah, to be completely that's fruitless so one. far. It's a difficult so one. We'll, we'll just, we'll just add this one to our list, and then yeah. 
one chance that we kind of can talk about is is Bojangs in the last minute. I mean, <laughs> I think he's had about combined 12 minutes of game time. In the league game. But, right, he keeps getting himself two good chances to score. in these areas to get chances. I don't know, there's just... I actually felt sorry for him. I, kind of, I knew when he was running through that he wasn't going to score. He just seemed so awkward yeah. running with the ball. And I don't know why he shifted it to his left when he clearly isn't. I mean, I don't know if his left is his dominant side. I, I think mean, maybe I've, he's trying to shift it to his left and then kind of slot it in the far corner. Mm-hmm. Down goal his left. I mean, I've had a fly away. Which would have been a nice goal. He hit that. Like it was, it was almost like yeah. a, it was like you when you accidentally push the power button on FIFA and it just like rolls it along the deck. But a roller. I feel yeah. sorry for him because he then took an absolute slating on social media, he which did, is right. a shame. And apparently, and do you know what? Actually, I'm going to call one of them out. Right, that Hib Central has yeah. spent most of the summer thinking about defending Rocky. Be kind about defending Rocky, and he's telling, uh, he's saying get Bojang on the first thing out of here, and he's also I've seen he slagged somebody's hairline as well. Like you can't preach be kind when it suits you. Exactly. Either be an arsehole to everybody or be nice to everybody. Don't pick and choose. And I will add, do you know what? I will add an extra caveat. I did say there was going to be no caveats, but I will add one. Anyone that says what types would of instead yeah, of man. would have or would have their opinion should just be completely disregarded and ignored because I think I don't think fundam- you're alone fundamental grammar English. and it's just I, it's appalling <laughs> to see it I don't think you're alone I mean that Hib Central is a fucking loser he really is whoever well, it I wasn't, is I wasn't quite going for that strength but nah but whoever it is that runs it if you're listening to this please turn off because, you know, the guy is is just an absolute pillock, man. Seriously. No time. No time for it. Nah, me neither. Um, so, moving on for the game, we've got the first home Premiership review of the season. Which pie is the best in the pie review? Which pie is the best in the I have made the conscious decision not to provide a review just yet because we're only three games in. It's a new catering setup. It's a new, uh, you know, there's new items on the menu. There's everything. So I'm I'm giving it a wee while to bed in and see because each experience I've had hasn't been great. Well, I've given it three weeks to bed in, yeah. and I do have a score for us today. To be fair, I have had I've had two steak and gravy and one scotch and I'll say that the steak and gravy yesterday if I was to give it a score would I think we'd get a pretty good one but I'm not going yeah. to give it a good score and do you know what I'm going to review my road pie when I get a pie and a bovril a pie and a coke in the sun doesn't really seem like good home pie reviewing behaviour no I get you I get you what I had yesterday I was absolutely starving I got two pies and I got a steak and gravy, but I had also the right. And I can't remember what it was called. It was Mr. Singh's chicken, chicken al 
it was like a chicken curry pie, but it was like a it was like a proper curry. It wasn't just like chicken curry or chicken tikka. It was like a proper Indian curry, and it was. I'm not being funny. I'm not getting a score because it's no fair. But oh my god, mate, it was sensational. It was like, like being chicken, trans. A I chicken was transported. Nah, it, it wasn't a chicken balti. It was chicken, chicken al something al. Al, I keep what to say Alabama, but it's obviously not that. I'll, <laughs> I'll get, I'll, I'll find, I'll figure out what it's called. I'll find out what it's called and I'll let you can. But I'm not being funny. It was like being transported to the streets of New Delhi. I was in a tuk tuk. I was, oh, I could feel the heat. It was sensational. Chicken was beautiful. Sauce was amazing. I had like right, well, that's all fine and well, that. but we're no, we're no reviewing. The chicken curry effort for we're, him. We're so no reviewing the chicken we'll Alabama. Maybe, do you know what we'll do? We'll maybe add in a wee novelty section at the end of the season where we maybe review something out of the ordinary. Like donuts and yeah. just like honourable mentions and stuff. Aye. No, the donuts are because they're like a five at each. An honourable mention uh, for the catering staff at Easter Road who somehow didn't have both shutters open in the famous five upper. At the start of the second, uh, at half time, which led to an incredibly weirdly long snake like queue that was covering fire exits and almost stretching into the, into the toilets. So, fire hazard hibs that needs to be done needs to be better than that, I'm afraid, which is why I'm not. Because if I was to give my power review, my service at the kiosks would reflect that. And maybe that's mm-hmm. not fair because the away team's only getting one chance. What I would say to that is. We don't care. This is our pie review. <laughs> we will set the criteria as and when we decide to set the criteria. Um, you can make me review a pie when I don't want to review a pie. I've had three. I've not reviewed any of them. We'll leave it at that. To be fair, I've not had three, and this is this is my first review. So let's let's I've see actually, it. Steak I've and gravy. Yeah. A steak and gravy pie from the West Stand prawn sandwich kiosks. Steak and gravy pie from the West Stand kiosk. So the temperature, I've gone for a four, and that is because it was the perfect temperature only after I'd eaten my first pie. So it was that perfect hot. Wait, so did you, did you have the chicken first and then the steak? Aye, I had the chicken one first. Aye. Wait, did you get them both at the same time? Aye. That is why you are an athlete, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. My body <laughs> is a temple. I'm a Greek Adonis. Yeah. Uh, but it was only the perfect temperature after... Um, I'd spent the first few minutes eating my chicken Alabama pie but it was uh, I know if I'd been it at first it would have been that little bit too hot but four I think is, is really good pastry 2.5 middle of the road I think it was good it was not soggy but uh, it was a little bit chewy it was weird it was an odd on the bottom my... no all round all round, all I, think round. That might, I think that's going to be a recurring theme. I, I kind of liked it though, but then I was like, is it perfect? I don't know. So, mm. I mean, it's a 2.5. It could easily be a 3, Craig. It could easily so, be a 3. To make, it, to make it easier, we're just we're going to have whole scores. We're not going to have half scores. We've not got right, half get a scores so far. So, we're great. Thank you. Fill in. Say, we set the criteria, people. We set the criteria. Fill well, in. I set the criteria. The filling is a four. All right. The filling was phenomenal. 
Um, that was the, definitely the best pie I've had at Easter Road so far. The best filling in a pie I've had this season. Yep, better better than Livy and better than St John's then. We're at 11 out of 20 so far with still the price point to go. We're at 11 out of 20. The film, oh, the film was superb. The, yeah, the, I did. To be fair, I did enjoy mine. So tender. Yeah, I enjoyed mine. I feel like the, the pies are better before the game than at half time because they, they, they kind of stay on the hot plate and stuff. Who buys a pie at half time? I used to be a half time pie buyer. Nah, before the I game. I used to be. But Always I'm before. now on before the game. Uh, price one. Yeah. It's an absolute fucking disgrace. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Pies should be nowhere near £3.85. It's an yeah, absolute sure. joke. I know that maybe we've spent a little bit more on the transfer market this summer, but that is absolutely no reason to dwindle us to £3.85 every week. It's a joke. Oh, will, not, I pay it? will I pay it? Absolutely. I'm happy about it. Nope. Do you not present your season ticket for the 10% discount? I usually do. I forgot this time, but the, the, the person didn't ask me. So yeah, I mean, would... Um, to start before the game, me and Emma got a pie each. She got scotch, I got steak and two cokes, and it was 10.41 after the discount. Yeah, I got I got two pies for me and a pie for my dad, and it was £11.40 or something. Yeah. I mean, it's... So, this is this is with this new catering deal though, isn't it? Like with Hibs getting a flat fee over nine, ten years or whatever it is. It's better though. I do still think that they need to get better staff. Um, there was I went back down at half time because Emma wanted another juice uh, and a bit of chocolate, so we got a Twix as well. And yeah, a Twix is a superb choice. The last. The lassie that served us was just, I was like, can I have a Twix and a Coke? I must have said it to her about eight times. <laughs> she then turned with two cups and went, do you want diet in both? And I was like, no, I just want Coke and one. Like, just one juice. Like, I only need to ask for one. <laughs> and then I Twix, like, it was just, aye. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving Easter Road, I do think it'll be, I'll, I'll make, I'll confirm a review before the halfway point of the home games. I think that's a good, a good barometer. Probably, a good barometer as to where you're at. Yeah, we'll After probably, the first round of fixtures. We'll probably do it before the world the break for the World Cup. So which my, still gives me another two and a half months. Yeah, my overall review is twelve out of twenty. Which is joint first at the moment with Livingston. And uh, better than St Johnson by three points. Yeah, I think the I think the price point's gonna be the the sticking point for, for us, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. But then again, after the first round of fixtures and or when we've been to all the away grounds, we can kind of see what all the prices are like there. Yep. And then you can maybe add a little bit of context to it. So £3.85 might not be that bad. If you're I'll tell you what will be the worst price point and I can tell you what is going to be already. And it'll be Celtics for their ridiculous £3.13. I think, so, I think... Or whatever it is. Like, yeah. they, they've not got whole numbers or easy numbers. That's like... Capri Suns are like £1.63. Pies yeah. are £3.30. Like, no, get I'm looking forward to Kilmarnock. Yes. And also their Empire Biscuits, because they do good Empire Biscuits there. Mm-hmm. We will. We will. I think there's a, that Friday night game at Aberdeen as well. An interesting one. Mm-hmm. 
I've never had a good pie at Aberdeen. Nah, I think I think I'm going to go up early and stay overnight. Oh, aye. Aye. You're going to go out in the tiles? Nah, take the tribe up, get the train up, have a few shagger landies, go at the game. But anyway, that's not for here, that's for now. Which pie is the best in the pie review? Which pie is the best in the pie review? I believe you've got some questions for us, Liam. I do. From our three listeners. From our three listeners, yeah. Of which, um, two, of which two come from our pals and one is your old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the first question is, comes from Billy, our good mate, King of the North. Did Barry put Bojang off when, um, he, when he missed his sitter? Nah, I think he would have missed it anyway. I did see something. Um, a, a tweet though was saying that was a. Uh, it's a question. It's a another question. All right. So uh, we'll we'll go to that one next. Actually, it's Ryan Melville. He said I, I wasn't at, I wasn't actually listening to what Barry was saying when Bojangles was through on goal. Was he appealing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say. even read it. I uh, can't was even he appealing read it. for witnesses or say his bike <laughs> or something like that? Was he appealing for eyewitnesses who may have spotted his bike around Edinburgh? <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do think that we should add the oh. the comment that the uh, Barry's bike has thankfully been found safe and well. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Uh, I think that wouldn't have been funny if it hadn't have been found. But the culprit, I believe, has been apprehended. Um, Barry's not been shy in sharing photos of the culprit across his social media over the last couple of days. Good for Barry though, because he said that the police wasn't helping. Yeah. Good for Barry. Uh, back to Billy he goes a serious question is Kenny the key in midfield to get consistency out of Joe Newell I think we spoke about this earlier on and I think the answer yeah. is yes I believe the answer is also yes there you go Billy it is decided Haley asks uh, I think it was Haley who asked last week about the Kukurevich chant so I'm very sorry that we've not yeah. been able to get that done for you Haley. but do you think uh, sorry Happy to get the win yesterday, of course. Do you think the players are starting to rely on Boyle a bit too much? A lot of passes to him rather than clearly an open player with more space out wide. And I think she's talking about Harry McCurdy. Yeah, uh, I suppose this is what we could have oh, say this earlier about the slow sort of aspect of our play yesterday. Mm-hmm. I do feel that Porteous does look for Boyle too much. Yeah. Far too much. Whether it be sort of one of those ones dinked in between the full-back and the centre-half, or for Boyle to come short. Um, we do we do need to move the ball a lot quicker, a lot quicker. Um, we still created so many chances without doing it, but if we could have moved the ball a bit quicker, like we, like we said before, Eli Yuan taking two, three, four touches yeah. when two's enough. Just take sometimes that extra touch... Gives the gives the opposition that that half a second to you know because it doesn't take you long to cover a bit of distance, so that extra touch is allowing a defender to get even closer to between the ball and the goal. Yeah. So I do believe we are re- relying on Boyle on the park a bit too much, and I do think the key to changing that would be moving Eli Yuan out to the left. 
and maybe moving McCurdy through the middle. But what I do think we have with those three, especially, is they can all play. Interchangeable. I do believe they can all play, but I still... The only issue for me is that I don't think any of them are out-and-out centre-forwards like what Nisbet is. Yeah. So it's going to be tough to try and find a system that suits all three when all three are more used to playing, you know, coming out to in rather than being mm-hmm. through the middle with their backs to goal almost. Yeah. I hope that answers well, your question, Hayley. I hope that answers your question doesn't raise more questions, to be honest. Because our pal Craig, he can he can hibs ramble on about all that, can he? Uh, yeah. Next up is Cal, our good mate, Mr Laidlaw. Are we as a fan base too impatient with players seeing Kenneth McCurdy written off already? Million and percent. I don't think I saw anyone writing off McCurdy apart from what Cal shared in the group chat of the people on .net. But I think there's a lot of people going for, or a lot of people were going for Noan Kenneth. You know, after only a couple of games, kind of forgetting that he's never played senior football before. Yeah. But I think we as I think we are as a fan base far too quick to write off players. We did it with Joe Neal, we did it with Christian Deutsch. Um and then you, you never know what could happen with Josh Vela and Tom James. They were chased out of the club. So Rightly I so think, for being absolutely shite. But I think all fan bases are very quick to write off players. You look at, um, don't want to talk about them too much, but Hearts fans other yesterday were talking about that boy that they signed on loan from Wigan. Saying Stephen, Hump, Stephen Humpty. Aye. Heavy emphasis on the Humpty. Worst, that, worst, worst debut in 50 plus years. Some of them Apparently. Apparently. I'm going to watch right. the highlights and find out. It's like an echo chamber because we only really follow Hibs fans. The only, you only really see stuff Hibs from fans, fans so I do think the, the fan base like I was alluding to the the whole moaning and groaning and shouting and a couple of boos if the ball went back to Marshall like do you know what I mean we're not going to score with every attack like I do think there is an element of frustration you know for the Jack Ross, Sean Maloney, David Gray. Sorry, Jack Ross, David Gray, Sean Maloney, David Gray, now Johnson. <laughs> you know, that last that last 12 months. But I do think they need to be quicker at moving the ball. But yeah. I don't think the fans need to be on them as much, as quick as what they do. Yeah, I think... Yeah, but the thing I is... Think it's it's, it's obviously been ingrained, though. Like, we'll, we'll from... look at it for this way, right? Boyle on Saturday didn't really do a hell of a lot. But you didn't hear folk groaning at him. No. Did you hear folk groaning to about Porches? You didn't hear folk groaning about Marshall. Like but if I can guarantee you if Hanlon was to make a mistake, the the be on him. Yep. If Kenny makes a mistake, if McCurdy was to make a mistake, like I do think we need to exercise more patience overall. And I do think no, we're sort of guilty. I mean, I'm probably guilty of it myself at times. So it's something. Oh, I, I, I'm great. definitely guilty of it. But I think you're guilty of it in the moment, and then. But I think it's a different thing to then step away and go on social media and start writing people off once you've I mean, had a minute I'm, to think about yeah. what what's actually happening. You I, know do what think I mean, I think. I'm, the, so on, you go. on you go. No, on you go. 
I think when people, I mean, it's one thing to just go, oh, for fuck's sake, when something like doesn't come off in a game, I don't really think that's showing impatience towards a certain player. I think that's frustration of things not going the way that a supporter would want them to. But I think when, as soon as you step away from that and then post on social media, this player's shite, that player's shite. And, I mean, I, there was a guy on Twitter, I think it was Freddie, um, was saying, listen, these players read social media. And I think he was he was alluding to players coming here for transfers and stuff. This but, was on Thursday night, aye, before the, the other players, stuff kicking off about McCarthy. Players do read social media. And players will, like, people like Noah and Kenny will go through social media and think, fucking hell. I mean, Rocky Bushiri must have done it. Yeah. To, to message Ben Kensal. And I, I get that people are paying fans and people pay their money to be there and are entitled to an opinion, but they forget that football players are human beings as well. And, you know, no one comes up to you in your work or tweets about your performance at your work. Exactly. And I know that it comes with a job, being a footballer, this, that, and the next thing. But I think people are just don't really show a lot of common sense and think because footballers get paid a lot more than we do that they're they are um, that they can be to, yeah. or abuse every week. I just don't think it's right. No, I agree. I definitely agree. But we'll like move I'd... on. We'll move on from that. I do think that's, there's a, no, but there's a part of that that, like, I've made my feelings clear on Ian Gordon at times, even on uh, that's Thursday, even on Thursday, even on Thursday night. Like, I did say something about uh, the Gordons and their bootlickers. So that's not necessarily a personal dig. However, you do see people posting like there was there was one uh, about Ian Gordon on .net. And it was something along the lines of Ian Gordon, eh, Ron giving his fucking idiot son free reign or something. Like as soon as you attack someone's, as soon as you make a, a personal attack, it immediately undermines anything that follows after what you start to say. So yeah, I do think exactly. there is there is there is an avenue to be critical, but for it to be done. In the right manner. I think, especially with the like Twitter and stuff, there's now people find that it's a very grey area between um, criticism and abuse, which yeah. is a shame because you know you can be critical of someone without abusing them. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's what I mean. Like the the situation with Bojang on Saturday. The amount of tweets, if you search, if you if you were just to type Bojang's name into Twitter, you would see cancel the loan, get him to fuck. This boy's hopeless. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Would that be the case if it was, like I said, Boyle? Would we be demanding Boyle get sent the fuck back to the Saudis if he misses an easy chance? Mhm. I don't think it would. Exactly. And just one final. One final question before we wrap up, Craig. John yeah. McIntosh asks, what's everyone having for dinner? Well, as I mentioned, I'm in a hotel, so I didn't actually get to have any dinner. I had to settle for one of these. Oh, and that is a Caesar, Caesar wrap. wrap from Tesco. That for me is one of the better wraps, though. 
Yeah, I went for that. I went for a packet of Thai sweet chicken McCoys. This is, this is very down iron, the slopey. This is I very down the slopey. Yeah, do you know what? Your, actually, uh, your I've, not got, I've not got a photo of it, but I might, I might get the, I might get the tongues wagging on social media tonight and see what the, well, I could see what Harry and the boys think. I could cut this clip and tag them and figure out what, uh, what they would rate. So that's chicken Caesar wrap. No, we, we, chicken, need to, we need to let them listen to the whole episode. Remember, we can't be. Ah right. We're not established enough for a clips channel yet. <laughs> like let me Twitch clips. Yeah, but yeah. So and then John, I'll tell you what I had from Atty. I had a uh, half and half pizza pasta. Me and the missus shared a pizza, made a big pot of pasta. It was an Asda pizza as well, Ken, like the like the the ones from the counter. Just one of the stone baked ones. Uh, Is that what you got? It's actually my first ever Asda pizza, to be honest. Do you know yeah, what? Never, asked, like, never had it before. The thin, the thin. It was a thin and ones. crispy. It was a pepperoni yeah. thin and crispy. It was really, really nice, actually. Do you know what ones are also good? Are the the deep pan Sainsbury's ones. I don't like deep pan. Yeah, neither do I, but I like... Trust me. I've yeah, got Sainsbury's up the road. <laughs> you don't get to be the size I am at without knowing your spran, right? <laughs> if I say something's decent, then it's decent. <laughs> Aye, so uh, I had that, and then we we made a big pot of pasta. Like spicy kind of chicken and chorizo pasta. Nice. Spicy chicken chorizo. It was really nice actually. Credit to Megan for making it for me. She's an god absolute up. god. So based on the fact that Megan is a god for her half and half pizza pasta, um, unfortunately yep. I cannot comment on Emma's cooking, even though it's spectacular because obviously I'm uh, a few miles away at the moment. So we'll just wrap it up there. We'll be back on Wednesday, I believe, with a wee a wee episode for you for just looking ahead to Dundee United. Again, if you could follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Hibs Rambo, we're getting a lot more interaction these days, especially in terms of questions for folks. So and we very much appreciate it. Yeah, we do. So keep them coming, keep subscribing. You know, believe wherever you listen, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And I will be back on Wednesday with a wee review, sorry, a wee preview of the Dundee United game. So that all remains to be is for me to say, and it's good night from me. And good night from him. See you later. Cheers for listening. (laughs)